I don't think we're asking the right questions of ourselves. What are you going to focus on? You're going to focus on all the, the things that are happening around you and to you, or are you going to focus that are negative? Or are you going to focus on all the things that are opportunities? Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. How do you perpetuate success? It's one thing to get to the top, but how do you stay at the top? Well, today we are talking with Tristan Ahumada, who's done exactly that. He became Rookie of the Year at age 24, his first year in the real estate business. He is still in the top 1% of all real estate agents in the U.S. In 2014, he created Lab Code Agents. It's a Facebook group, and he's grown it to over 137,000 members. He's probably over that by now. Um, he's also the CEO of A Brilliant Tribe, his own company and CMO of Success Magazine. We want to know the boldest move that Tristan has made that brought him where he is today. Tristan, welcome to Be Bold Branding. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We're big fans. That goes without saying. And uh, we're going to try to get some knowledge for our listeners out of you here today. Let's start with a really big question right off the bat. What do you feel is the boldest move you've made in your career? To invest in myself, I think, because I was reading something earlier today by Jim Rohn. Uh, he's saying that a discipline's probably the miracle secret that everybody's looking for, but nobody really wants to consistently show up, right? By the time you decide that, oh, you know what? Today's okay. I kind of didn't do that and, and that. And, and then that builds up over a lifetime and you're full of a lot of things that you didn't show up for, I think you can go back and say, hey, I should have really paid attention to me more, right? To what I think, what I read, who I hang out with, how often I, I put energy into my health and in my relationships. And that really has been the boldest thing for me. That's a great takeaway. That's a, re great. a really good takeaway. So, you know, I want to take it to a little more personal side with you today, Tristan. So hopefully we're going to find out some secrets from you. Okay. Oh, everything. <laughs> yeah, an open book. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning because what we find is that what you're doing today has a whole lot to do with how you grew up. So what was life like for young Tristan? I think it was good from what I remember. I've always had my mother and my father. When I was young, I also remember having to go get my dad from bars with my mom. It's like, hey, your dad's not home. We have to go get him. I'm like, okay, let's go. This is like <laughs> five and six-year-old me. And, and so I do remember that part of it too. But I also remember the other part of my dad where he would take time to encourage me to play sports with him, right? And, and spend time playing, like actual playing time. So I look at my, my childhood as an experience with both my mother and father that I learned two different things on. And even though they both had some, some things that were not so great, I think I stuck to gravitating to the things that were great about it because it also served as, like my dad was an alcoholic and he wasn't the, the greatest guy at times. And, and my mom was always working single. It felt like a single mom working and trying to make ends meet for us. But then I look at it, it's like, what did I learn from them? I learned kindness, absolute kindness from my father, right, to other people. 
And from my mother, I learned that the, the only way to make things work is like to show up consistently. And so I, I look back and I think I gravitate more towards the things I learned from them that were positive. Yeah, that's great. Another great takeaway, Tristan. I'm an eternal optimist myself, and uh, I just feel like there's always better out there. And to, you're good at it. Like, you're really good at And I think <clears throat> I'm off script a little bit here, but I think, would you say that that's part of why you have such great leadership skills? Because you not only saw that in the way you grew up, and then you mimic those good things from your parents and learn from the bad things, if you will. Bad not being the right word, but you know what I'm saying. And do you yeah, think that you recognize yeah. that in your other people so you're able to motivate them more? Do you think that's maybe part of the secret ingredient? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm thinking about this for the first time with you guys. So great questions. And I think that there's a definite influence from my mother and father. I don't know who I would say was was the influence on taking a look at all the all the shit that happens and saying hey there's there's good around here somewhere right right so i don't know i don't know who to pinpoint that one to but that stuck with me somehow because i can i can turn around this whole story and be like it was terrible we had some days we didn't know what the hell was going to happen right but don't we all? I mean, we all have shit days, right? Sure. And I'm like, what are you gonna what are you gonna focus on? You're gonna focus on all the the things that are happening around you and to you, or are you gonna focus that are negative? Or are you gonna focus on all the things that are opportunities? And I found early on that if I looked at life in a way where I was like, hey, this is actually a possibility and there's actually goodness in this. I'm just looking at it through one lens. What if I step away from it and see what else I'm looking at that I should be looking at? And as I started gravitating towards that, I think that's where that's where I started realizing, hey, the more I work on myself, the less biases I have and the, le the less judgmental I am because we all like to categorize people, right? Like I'd mm -hmm. love to categorize my dad and my mom as certain things, but... Like, if I categorize them, they all, I already made up my decision as to who they are, and I can't grow who they are in my head over time. And it's the same thing with our relationship, or even of me, right? And this is why we were like, "What do you, what do you want to do when you grow up?" I'm like, "I have, I don't think I'm ever gonna grow up, right? Because I don't even know what the hell I'm doing now." Right? So, anyway, I haven't decided yet. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, I, I think that's fantastic advice. Yeah. I, I was guilty of that um, and was glad that I began to break that mold. I read the book, The Influencer, I think was where I really started like, you know what? You know, nobody's disposable, right? They are these people. Everybody has these great values, even if they don't realize it. That's that was a really eye opener. And you've proven to be really good at that, um, you know, by building uh, lab code agents the way you have. You know, people don't follow. They follow it because it's great advice. And. And it's a wonderful community that you've created. What What do you think is the best advice that a mentor ever gave you? Yeah, I think advice wise, I'm getting a lot of advice from a lot of people, which is great. Um, and I think the silent advice is, is really what I like to look at. The people that are leading by example, I really pay attention to those people. Like when I'm in a room, a virtual room or a real room, right? I'm always listening to how they react to bad news and also to how they treat others. 
And, and when they just say things that people would just kind of like oversee really quickly, but I'm paying attention, right? And that's mm -hmm. why I'm like, interesting. That says a lot about people. Right? I mean, we all have our, we all have our problems, but sure. I'm always looking to see how other people treat other people when they're most relaxed and when their backs are to the wall, because mm -hmm. I, I want to always be like, what else can I do better? So I think I'd have to go back to the advice I watched my parents give me and how they treat others, regardless of what position those others had. And I think that that's the best mm -hmm. advice. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. You know, it's we don't always show our true character when everything's going well. Right. Mm. You show your true character when you have some obstacles, you have some mm. hurdles out in front of you. And I love how you put that, that you're kind of just watching the room because it is that I don't think we've ever had anybody answer it that way. It's the silent things. It's a silent advice, which means looking at their examples that they set. You and I actually have a lot in common. You, me and Michael actually have a lot in common. My dad was an alcoholic and addict. Uh, his father was too. <clears throat> so, you know, it, were there parts of that part of your life that you feel specifically make you a better leader today? Yeah. And oh, maybe ask that, let's, yeah, let's take, let's take that direction for a moment. Yeah. A thousand percent. Having an example of what not to do was probably the, one of the best things I, I could have gotten as a child because I saw the effects of it on my mother. I saw the effects of it on my sister and me. And I thought at a young age, I'm like, I, I never want to do that. Right. I never want to do that. And so that then propelled me into saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to the extreme as a young kid, I'm, I'm going to the extreme. I'm never going to drink. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm going to the extreme. I'm never going to do drugs. Right. And you know what? I'm never going to treat my wife this way. I'm I'm always going to put my family first. And eventually, I'm always going to take care of myself so that I can take care of my family. And those became my values without knowing and and this is why I can't be angry at my dad, right? It's like I, I love my dad. And I, I know I have faults too, but I look at my dad and I I hope that my kids look at me that way later and say, "Hey, you know what?" Dad screwed up on this and that, but damn, he was great. And he taught us this, even though he didn't know he was teaching it to us, he taught us this. And so I got to thank my parents, both of them in that, because it helped me become a better leader because I focus on me. Cause I know that if I can't focus on me and show up a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent, you know, 80, 90, then, then how am I impacting others to lead a better life? right? A better business. And, and then family, that's a whole business of its own. Like I'm, I have kids and my wife, and if I'm not impacting them in a positive way on a daily basis, then I'm not giving them the opportunity they have to succeed on the people they connect with and touch on a daily basis. So it impacts everything. And, and I think I look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. I like it. You have a, a distinct ability to, for the subtleties and how vitally important they are. I, you know, my grandfather used to say, when you do something, you get a shovel full and a little on the handle. <laughs> you know? like, Wait, hold on. 
I forgot that you have these great sayings. That's, I remember that from last time. That's so good. Oh, he's incredible. He's a, like I'm not. Beat what my grandpa taught. Yes, but his memory, Kristen. Let me tell you, his memory is uncanny. And literally, like most people don't know this. Well, we might be announcing it for the first time. Michael is actually working on a book called "Well, You Know What Grandpa Used to Say," right? And all of his grandpa isms are in there, <laughs> and they're incredible. There's so many of them, but Michael's brain to be able to hold on to all those because his grandpa died several years back. Oh, so he remembers wow. all of these things that his grandpa used to say. And literally it inspires me every day. And I can't tell you the number of times we're just sitting on the couch watching TV and he'll say, well, you know what grandpa used to say? And I'm going, oh no, you did another one. Wow. We're like, I'm probably two or 300 now. It's so crazy. So you should start a TikTok channel on this. Tell me yeah. about yeah. it. Grandpa's, grandpa's aphorisms. The best. That that's so true. You so, might have just stumbled up on something. That's right. I that's right. Take your advice on that. Mark this part of the accent, interview, guys. Like, like literally, your accent makes it even better. Like that just, <laughs> no that doubt. just locks it in. Oh, oh, he's super memorable. You know, and if uh, everybody knew how awesome he was, that's 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 all the rest of it too. That most people don't get to see behind the scenes like I do. Oh, you but guys. Anyway, you sometimes you just got to take the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Okay. I'm gonna take that advice uh, from Tristan Ahumadi. Yeah. I heard this first, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the staff to hook me up on TikTok and get started on. Well, you know what Grandpa always said. So. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm gonna spin it. Just just a little bit different direction for just a moment, Tristan. I have, I have another question to ask you. Uh, a lot has changed since COVID, obviously. You know, our priorities, what we are doing in life, a lot of reevaluation. Do you think that we ask too much of ourselves or do you think we're not asking enough of ourselves? I don't think we're asking the right questions of ourselves. And I think we're so used to just uh, hearing the same things over and over from different media, right? Whether it's print or actual uh, media that we're used to. And that's like, hey, are you are you hustling enough? Are you doing a mental health check? Are you the opposites, right? But we never actually look in and say, hey, now if, I, if I actually want to achieve more and be specific, more in my personal health, what's the one thing I can do today to be able to take a step forward in that direction because we seem to ask questions of ourselves uh and and say hey how can i achieve this one thing right and never take the time to break it down into these tiny little baby steps that need to show up every day differently and so i think we're definitely not asking enough of ourselves because we're not asking the right questions mm -hmm. great answer yeah. Love that. Yeah, because you have to have that, right? You can't yeah. just say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bench press 300 pounds and then just get under 300 pounds," right? Hurt <laughs> <laughs> yourself, right? You've got to say, "Okay, I've gonna... got something to say about that one, dude." You know he does. <laughs> I'll think of it before the end of the. I'll be inspired to think of what Grandpa would have said about that. <laughs> But it's so true. You do. You have to, you know, make, I don't know what grandpa would say, you know, uh, plan your work and work your plan. And uh, you have to do that, you know, so. I feel like your grandpa was related to Jim Rohn for some reason. Yeah. Like Jim Rohn and your grandpa, like. 
<laughs> oh, my grandpa, he so would have been true. blown away at the opportunities that we have today. You know, he he died in 2005. And uh, so can you imagine, like, you know, if I was telling him about talking to our friend Tristan Ahumad on the whole other coast, right? We're uh, he, He'd be blown away, you know, that, that we just got off a podcast with a guy in Birmingham, England. You know, it's like he'd be like, what? Wow. You know, yeah. so it's uh, I think he would have been blown away by that opportunities that we have what would people be or most people be surprised to learn about tristan ahamada oh that i'm an introvert great question i'm a natural introvert i've had to learn to be able to thrive in larger crowds because i naturally kind of gravitate to the back of the room to the corner of the room mm-hmm. and that's where i feel most comfortable I kind of feel overwhelmed when there's a lot of people because I I really like to. So I've reflected on this a lot. And I'm like, why? And I thought, um, I really like to connect with people one-on-one. And I feel like a lot of the short conversations that don't go deeper, I feel like they, they overwhelm me by happening so much. And it's like, where's the depth in this? And I'm, I'm trying to get something more out of it. Cause I, I try to think a little differently and help people individually and I get overwhelmed in big crowds. So I I still try to pay attention to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think part of it is also when I meet a lot of people, I try to make them feel like they matter because I know how it feels to be on the other end. When somebody comes and says hi to you and they just move on. I hate that. And I don't want people to feel that. So that's the other thing I have in me. It's like I have this urgency to, to kind of please everyone. And that gets that becomes a challenge. Yeah. Well, I can totally see that. Isn't that amazing? Because mm-hmm. uh, you're so good at it. Like you are. And you do make people feel like, you know, like a personal connection with you. And you're able to do it by hundreds of thousands, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so you, it's, that's really amazing of how you can take that as a motivator. Uh, to be as good as you are on that. I don't have a grandpa aphorism, but I remember D rock, uh, Gary V's marketing director saying Mm -hmm. to me, said to me and Jeff, he's like, social media isn't a, a one-to-many play as a lot of people think it's really a one-to-one play because the person on the other end is only watching you. Mm -hmm. And, And that, and I was like, Damn, that's so true. And it just reminded me of what you said right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I do think that's a great takeaway. Uh, And I think all of us have been uh, guilty of that at some point. You know, when we got when we got into this business, it was about how, you know, how many people we could influence. And that was that's super smart. We really only need to influence the one that needs to hear that at the time. And putting that focus is is big. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now and you've been influenced by anything Tristan has said today, please, you know, subscribe. Number one, drop it in the comments. Let us know uh, because we'll let we'll let Tristan know how he's made a difference to you. Okay, hey, Tristan, what's the one message you want to leave our listeners with today when it comes to their personal brand? Personal brand. What a great question. See, I love all of your questions, by the way. (laughs) You're asking questions that I, I don't almost ever get asked, which is great. Uh, Personal brand, I'd I'd have to say that the world that we're about to step into more when it comes to branding is just becoming more authentic. You keep on hearing that word over and over. 
Uh, but the authenticity is in the niche. Like, mm-hmm. what are you? What are you absolutely great at that you're better than most people that you know? And and that this is why when when Michael was talking about his grandpa, I'm like, dude, nobody else has a grandpa like yours. So it's so uh, true. Uh, I think the niches is where authenticity lives. But sometimes we overthink it because we want to going back to the whole people pleasing. We want to we think that we want to please a larger audience to connect with more people. But the secret is the opposite. It's actually connecting with that one person who loves what they're hearing and watching in you. And the the thing is, there's probably a whole hundreds of thousands of those too. But because you've been trying to collect the masses, you're never talking to the one. And so that's where I would say you need to shift over when it comes to your personal brand. Fantastic advice. Really good advice. You know, I I do it. I think you would agree with my, with real estate agents. They say, well, what can I do to be successful? I'm like, quit thinking you're going to take over Atlanta, go to this neighborhood and let everybody in that neighborhood know who you are, what you do. Right. And to think opposite of that, I've been guilty of it. We've all done it, you know? And, uh, and so it's like niche it down and get, and then you can begin to add other places that you're known and well-known and uh it's a big way to catch traction you know probably the best way to catch traction in a real estate business that's so true and and in anything else too you're right ever it actually works in everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would agree 100 percent you know joe garrard was uh, uh up until like 2017 held a record for the most new cars sold in a year uh, it was 1,301 units uh, in the middle of the, the fuel crunch in the 70s. He was only that. He was only a salesman for like six years. Um, but, you know, Joe said, I never sold a car in my life. I only sold Joe Garrard. And uh, isn't that great? Isn't that great? And he was everybody's buddy. Like, he, you know, everybody. He'd write letters to his, every one of his clients uh, personally. And I think that list got up to like 10,000 people at some point. And, you know, wow. and it, might, it might just be like, hey, I like you, Joe Garrard. <laughs> Which is a great note, by the way. It is a great, a great note. note. Isn't it? Who it's, doesn't want to be liked? Right. I love that note. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we like to ask our listeners a really good, a really important question. All right. This is super important. If uh, our listeners had the freedom to visit anywhere in the world, which place would you recommend to them and why? Location-wise, like a, a city? Or, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Or, yeah, or any kind of destination or place you know, that you've been that you loved. and I, I've been in a lot of places, mainly in the United States, some in Canada and Mexico. I'd say out of every place I've visited, I really enjoy Armel by the Sea, which is in North um, almost part of Northern California. Mm-hmm. It's just, if you could drive through the coast up to Carmel through Big Sur mm-hmm. and that, that whole forest, and then going through Carmel, which is, it, it looks like a small European town on the beach. Uh, I think you would just connect with nature so much and just see how, how beautiful it is. That that's the place I'd recommend. That's a great one. Yep. Oh, fantastic. That's an awesome one. Fantastic. Well, tell everybody how they can connect with you, Tristan. Yeah, they can go to a brillianttribe.com. You can go there. That's that's our coaching website, but there is a contact section there if you have any questions. 
And I also run a podcast for Success Magazine. And you can go and find that one on my name, TristanAumada.com. That's A-H-U-M-A-D-A. That's my last name. And you'll find some great podcasts there for some amazing people. Uh, we appreciate it. Tristan, thank you for gracing us with your presence today. Absolutely. It's been for asking great questions. Well, I'm glad you found them great questions and thanks for providing amazing answers. We appreciate you very much. Thanks. Yep. Hey, folks, y'all know why we do this. We do this for prosperity. And when we talk about prosperity, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about a true 360 of an abundant life we wish for every one of y'all. We know at Brand Face that prosperity favors the bold. So we say be Be bold, bold. folks, especially with your brand. And we thank you, Mr. Tristan. Thank you, Miss Tanya. Brought to you by Brandface, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.